You're listening to Everlasting Fruit with B. Charles. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to seek God daily. It's about learning to be intentional in our walk with the Lord by remaining rooted in Christ. It's about reading to know and love God's word. It's about producing fruit that brings glory to God. It's a journey of growth and everlasting fruitfulness. Join me weekly so that together we can draw encouragement from the word of God. I pray that the Lord will use this podcast to move you to seek him daily for every day and for every area of your lives. Let's get into it. Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to Everlasting Fruit once again. It's your sister in the Lord, Bella. My sincere apologies for not dropping an episode last week. I keep losing my voice. I believe as the weather changes, something is triggering my sinuses and that's affecting my vocal cords. However, it is well, so we will press on. Thankfully, we are right on schedule to complete the 17 practical tips for successful parenting from JC Ryle this month. So we've covered the five tips in the previous episode. We will cover the next five today. So I'll be starting this episode with point number six. So for those of you that are just tuning in today, it's best you start with part one of the duty of parents, how to train up a child, because I'm continuing from point number six. So if you want to get all the 17 practical tips, start from part one. This will be part two. Also, if you're being encouraged or blessed by these episodes, please leave a rating and review on whichever app you use to listen to this podcast. It helps put this podcast on the map for other listeners to find it. So for those that have left ratings and reviews, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time. And if you're looking for a way on how to, you can just look on any of the apps. There is a review section. You can just tap the stars or, you know, or even proceed to write something that you have been blessed with on, you know, whichever episode that, you know, has touched you or if you want to make a comment on all of them, please feel free to do so. I really appreciate that. So anyway, we are continuing on with tips on raising our children in the Lord. You know, just a disclaimer out there, this is not just for parents, like even for the singles, for the single ladies, even for those um, that are just newly married and are still waiting on the Lord for a child. These are tips that I believe are helpful for us as parents to keep in mind when we're training up our children in the Lord. We have to start you know, from somewhere. And, you know, Ryle gave amazing practical tips on, you know, how to raise our children in the Lord. So let's pull from there. So we're going in with number six. It says, train them to a habit of prayer. And we know that prayer is our means of communicating with God. We need to train our children and, you know, give them that that gift of communicating with God constantly, nurturing their relationship with God in prayer, that their goal should be to seek God first. They need to learn to go to God for their needs, for their feelings, for their desires, for their fears, their excitements, and through challenges, whatever it is that they're going through or they're experiencing, they need to go to God. They need to be taught the importance of communicating with God. They need to learn that God counsels. He directs, he provides, 
guides, he instructs, he disciplines those he loves. They need to be taught that their burdens belong at the feet of Jesus, not harbored in their hearts or with their friends. They need to be taught that God nourishes them. He frees them, he humbles them, and he provides direction through prayer as well. Ryo writes that the mark of a growing and flourishing Christian is that of one who speaks to God often. Children pick up on what we do. So do you pray? Do they see you pray? Do you spend time to pray with them and for them? Do you speak to God often? How will they learn how to do something that you do not put into practice? If you don't know what to teach them, follow the model in Matthew 6 verses 9 to 13. I'm sure all of us know that because it goes thus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So from this, we learned that we need to teach our children how to give God honor due to him, to ask for their needs, but to ultimately seek his will in all things. They need to learn this, that they they don't need to sit there like, you know, our life as Christians, we, we don't need to go it alone. We can rest at the feet of Jesus. We can, you know, rest and know that the Lord would direct us when we yield to him, when we submit ourselves to him and we follow his will. And the last point from last episode is that, you know, train them to a habit of reading the Bible, train them to a knowledge of the word of God. And that knowledge of the word of God gives them the basis for all that they need to know, for a lot of the things that they need to know about God and how to pray and how to be submissive and how to be obedient. So teach them to give God honor due to him. Teach them to ask for their needs from God and ultimately to seek his will in all things. Teach them to develop a habit of confessing their sins and repenting and not just feeling guilty because sometimes we ourselves get into the habit of, you know, we do something wrong, we do something that is sinful and we feel guilty, but we we don't really change. We just go back to doing it. Or maybe we 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 confess a few things to the Lord, but then we haven't really turned away from that particular sin. And I know that the Lord is the one that, you know, transforms us within. He renews our hearts and he moves us to, you know, detest our sin. But when we repent, we must make a habit of turning away from that which we repent from. It's like asking for an apology and then going right back and hurting that person with the exact same thing you asked, you told them you're sorry for. We have to teach them the habit of reflecting on their relationships to make sure they hold no grudges or ill thoughts towards others. So that if they do, they can learn the act of asking for forgiveness. And they can forgive others just as we have also been forgiving. Teach them to hand over their day and the affairs of the day so that God can lead them and keep them from temptation. He can keep them from evil and harm. Teach them to depend on God's protection when calamity strikes. Teach them to be attentive to the voice of God in their life so that they may heed the warning when God provides a way out when temptation is before them. And we know this because 
when we pray, we develop that, you know, proximity and that constant relationship and dependence on God that when he is directing us, we can hear his voice. The Bible says that my sheep, as Jesus speaking, my sheep know my voice. So if you don't have a relationship with God, you will not know his voice. And that's the same for our children. We need to nurture in them that um, that need for them to seek the Lord, for them to learn his voice, for them to get closer, learn to pursue the Lord even more than they pursue their ambitions. Teach them to pause and come and take time away from all the things that they do in their day, the fun things, the boring things, whatever it is. They need to learn how to pull away from that and go to the Lord and speak to him. Teach them that prayer can happen anywhere and any day. Teach them that prayer is for all times because God is always listening. Prayer is important. God answers prayer. God draws near to us in prayer. It is literally like our oil. We need to be in constant communication with the Lord. How else are we going to get direction on, you know, how to live our lives, how to keep from sin if we do not communicate with the one we need to please? How are we going to know what to do when we don't communicate with the creator of the universe, the one who knows our purpose? Our children need to know this and we need to teach them these early on. Anyway, number seven, train them to habits of diligence and regularity about public means of grace. (laughs) I know you're like, what does that mean, Bella? (laughs) Anyway, on this point, J.C. Ryle meant that we should teach our kids the importance of gathering with the saints. He literally could have just written that, but I I don't know why. I'm sure back in the day, this was obvious. But for now, teach them the importance of gathering with the saints, the importance of going to church or fellowshipping with one another in the Lord, of, you know, praying together as a congregation. I love the instruction in Deuteronomy 21 verses 12 to 13. That's Deuteronomy 21 verses 12 to 13. It states, assemble the people, men, women, and little ones, and the sojourner within your towns, that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God. And be careful to do all the words of this law, that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land that you're going over the Jordan to possess. So the assembly with others helps with edification. It helps with building up. When you're a part of an assembly and you stray, someone will check on you and build you up. I honestly hope that's what happens. (laughs) I honestly hope that, you know, when someone is missing in the assembly, we get to call them back. I really, really suck at this, but um, I try my best to at least like, you know, call. There's some people that actually don't even like me, God. I've called a couple of people. I'm trying to check on them, but like, it's like they already start rebuttling me in in their texts. Hey, I'm busy. Uh, what do you need? <laughs> I'm like, okay, just checking on you. Just want to see how you're doing. But yeah, when someone strays, 
someone in the assembly should reach out to them and find out what's going on to build them up, to bring them back. When you do not understand something, someone can explain it to you. When you don't have enough, the saints should be there to help you. When you need prayer, you have saints to pray with you and for you. In the assembly of saints, the instruction was not made to exempt little ones. It was for all. Ensure that children know the importance of regularly gathering with the saints, of the importance of hearing the word of God, to learn to be built up and to mature. It's very important for them to know that they have a support system in the church because when they go out there, the world is against God. So they need to know that they have a home with other saints who will build them up, who will encourage them in the Lord, who will give them, you know, the instruction, who will feed them, who will train them up, who will disciple them when they're in need, who will provide in whatever way the Lord has blessed them. They need to know this. And this is the diligence and regularity of public means of grace. Number eight, train them to a habit of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 states that without faith, you cannot please God. And Romans 10 verses 17 marks that faith came by hearing the word of God. So how can our children have faith when they do not hear the word of God? When you don't tell them about Jesus, even if they do have faith, do they believe what you as a parent teaches them? They must be taught to trust your instruction. They must understand at a very young age that you have their best interest at heart and they must learn to have faith in you and your teaching. That way, when you teach them about Jesus, they will trust your words. When you teach them to lean not on their own understanding and to trust in the Lord with all of their hearts, they will trust your words and acknowledge that what you are teaching them is truth. And I know that, you know, when they go out, they will have a lot of influences and, you know, some children can, you know, even, you know, reject God altogether, but that doesn't exemplify us from continuing to teach our children. That is our duty as parents from the Lord. So we are to teach and God does the saving. Number nine, train them to a habit of obedience. We have all heard the saying, obedience is better than sacrifice. This saying is actually biblical. (laughs) It is found in 1 Samuel 15 verses 22. It reads, and Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. You see, God gave King Saul specific instruction and Saul decided he was going to do it his way. So he disregarded the Lord's instruction and then thought he can appease God by offering him sacrifices. We all do that a lot. The Lord values obedience. Many of the great prophets or characters of the Bible had a mark of obedience. We see that from Abraham. We see that with Isaac. We see that with Jacob um, by the time he got to it. We see that with, uh, you know, Joseph. We see that with Moses and the list goes on. God looks for those that are obedient to him. 
So we do our kids a disservice when we're lenient in ensuring that they are obedient to our authority as parents. Because disobedience with parents goes to disobedience to teachers and then to disobedience to the law. There is a teaching that I find so dangerous out there, and that is avoiding the words no. Um, You know, (laughs) I have heard some educators say no causes a negative reaction in kids, so we must use other ways. And I... I understand that using other ways is also effective, but for me and my household, my children need to hear no, because when they're out there in society, they will hear a lot of no's. They won't try to put it in any other way. They won't try to sugarcoat it. A no is a no, and they need to know that no means no. Kids need to know what is acceptable and what isn't. They need to heed our instruction from a young age. We train them when they are young about boundaries. We need to be consistent with upholding the standard for what is right and wrong and acceptable behavior. Train up a child in a way he should go to be obedient to you so that he can form the habit of obedience to the Lord. All be it. (laughs) The Lord will lead him to it, of course but we train them. Again, this is something that needs to be demonstrated. When you teach biblical truths that require obedience, you must lead by example. Ignoring disobedient behavior as they are children will be harder to correct when they grow up. Children will grow up and leave your home. How they act outside the home will be a direct reflection on what you have allowed inside the home. Teach them that obedience is from the heart. It is not just mere acts. It is a willingness to do what is right. Further, not all things need to be obeyed because (laughs) a lot of things are out there. A lot of evil is out there. So teach your children. They do not need to obey sinful instruction. Honestly, I am very interested in what informs my kids. So... (laughs) Whenever I hear an adult tell my kids something wrong, I always correct it right there and then. And I know that we've all heard the saying that says it takes a village, but I have seen that some people in the village do not have the best intentions for your children. Some people just want to see your children fail. Some people are excited when your children are not doing good. So be involved and alert for your children. FYI, That involvement also goes to the things that they watch. There are TV shows out there that are marketed for kids that teach disobedience. They teach rebelliousness. They just teach profane things that are just unbiblical and ungodly. So we are not watching that as a family. And I'm always, or at least we always try to be present in our home when our kids are watching something. We try to be in the same room where we can hear it. And when we hear something that is not in a way that we want them to go, we definitely ask them to turn it off um, or change it to something else. So the way this world's <laughs> the way this world is going with their, you know, desensitization tactics, I'm telling you, we have to be on high alert because otherwise I'm gonna have to start a puppet shop at my house and just use socks or something and just throw away the TV. Honestly, I, <laughs> when I met my husband, I told him I didn't want a TV in my house, but anyway, we have it <laughs> and it's helpful. Number 10. 
train them to a habit of always speaking the truth. Children reveal that surely we are born of sin. No one teaches a child to lie. But just like Adam and Eve, to avoid consequences when caught doing wrong, they lie or blame others. As the Lord is patient with us when we fall short, we must also be patient and tender to teach our children to choose truth no matter the consequences. A lot of us have the tendency of adding a bit of sugar and spice when telling a story when that sugar and spice is actually lies. It's like the true story is not important anymore or that we need to entertain others when telling them about certain events. Well, I had been very guilty of this because I used to love being told stories that have a bit of sugar and spice. I just didn't want those, you know, boring, mundane stories. But, you know, I learned that it's actually putting someone in a position of feeding me lies, you know, telling me um, things about a story that are completely untrue. So we need to stick to the facts and not add to it. I find these words to be true. When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Talking too much causes a lot of us to stumble with the truth and also causes us to fall into other sins like gossiping. Whenever you find yourself and you've talked a bit much, take a break, pause. Because the next thing you're going to say may be, you know, to discredit someone or to say something bad about someone. Try your best to, you know, listen more than you speak. In Psalms 120 verses 2, it begs this, deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. Teach the children that lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. The Lord is a God of truth. There is no falsehood in him. And so we must, we must be truthful just as he is truth. We must also demonstrate truth. Kids are very observant. And we've said this over and over again. They watch what you do. They learn from you. When they catch you doing something, do not lie about it. Tell the truth and correct it. Let them hear you always speak truth. Give them examples of people who spoke the truth even when the consequences were harsh. Ryan marks that teaching them to always tell the truth will be beneficial as they grow up because then you know that regardless of what happens, they can come to you with the truth because you've trained them in that way. Teach them that the truth always prevails. And it is a mark of obedience to the Lord. And that obedience demonstrates that we love God. Don't encourage white lies. It doesn't matter what adjectives you add to a lie. If <laughs> you add sugar to a lie, it's a sweet lie. If you add pepper to a lie, it's a hot lie. No matter what you add to it, it will still be a lie. We must train our children to have a biblical worldview so that they understand that God is the author of truth. We don't create our own truth as the world and society changes. We do not adapt to the changing world. We remain fixed on Jesus, who is the truth and sanctifies us in truth. So we must train our children in the way that they should go. So that when they're old 
if anything happens, they will always have that in mind. And it would be like a compass to bring them back to the right way, to bring them back to the Lord. Okay, ladies, we have reached the end of this episode. Again, there are 17 practical tips to successful parenting that JC Ryle covers. And we have now covered 10. So tune in next week for five more. Again, always take the step to study the word for your own edification and in-depth understanding. I hope this blessed and encouraged you. Just a reminder, don't let the world teach your kids about God. They hate him. Teach your kids about God. Please don't forget to always do things with your children always involve your children when you are you know talking about god ask them questions you know get an idea of what it is that they're thinking how they uh rationalize things how they articulate the things that you teach them even you know um you know watch a christian show together a christian cartoon whichever age your children are and speak about it like there are a lot of issues that our kids will encounter and will go through. The best way is to cover them now so that they are better prepared. And again, ladies, please don't forget to leave a rating and review on your way out. If you want to talk more on this episode or just want me to cover a particular topic, connect with me on Instagram at Everlasting Fruit Podcast. That's one word. You can also shoot me an email at Everlasting dot fruit number eight at gmail.com that's everlasting dot fruit number eight at gmail.com until the next time it's been great god bless